Welcome to the Sportcology Institute training series on what do you watch for when you watch the Olympics. Today in this series, we are watching the Olympic Games, and I want you to think of this one thing. How many times have you heard an athlete in tears that is heartbroken of doing all they can and then finishing just off the podium or being eliminated from their chance to win the gold medal? These are heartbreaking, and if it stirs you, what emotion does it stir in you? When I told my dad I wanted to be an Olympian and lived in Saskatchewan and had no mountains, no hills, and no past experience to be a ski racer, his first challenge was to point out the facts that what it would take and then ask me, after pointing out these facts, that if I could not live by those standards, then there was little chance I would be in a position to win a medal. What were those facts? Today we're going to learn about the real potential that we have and how intentional we have to be to be exceptional. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life Podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And we hope that you will tell your friends, relatives, and those people you know to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com and YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, listen to these podcasts again and again so that you will be inspired to live your best life so you can help others live their best life. Rate and review us and let us know that you've become an 831-er. Well, it's day seven of the Olympic Games, and there's only 25 days left to the 16th Paralympic Games, and I hope you're watching and supporting the teams as they perform. How much time in each day are you on task toward the desired outcome and destination? When you watch the Olympics, you have to wonder the hours of time that they have spent preparing for this moment. There is the calendar time, and then there is my dad's time. And the calendar on that May 1st, 1965 said there were 2,469 days to the opening ceremonies of the 11th Olympic Winter Games in 1972 in Sapporo, Japan. The next day, you race the downhill. So time is up. It's time to write the final exam the next day after the opening ceremonies. And that's the way these athletes feel. You must be prepared to perform on demand on that day, and you have never raced a race before, he said. Dad had witnessed my passion that third day of skiing in Whitefish where it all began, which is where my Olympic dream took shape, was Len Kaufman spent the day the coach of the ski team there in Whitefish trying to talk my dad into letting me race. That evening after Dad put us to bed and my older brother babysat, he met Mr. Kaufman and they spoke till 3 a.m. The following day, Mr. Kaufman told my dad to be there at the beginning of the day and he would set a giant slalom course and instruct me on running the course. And then they would sit back, drink coffee and watch me and see what I would do. Mr. Kaufman told my dad the kids that are curious about racing, uh, they make three or four runs and then they go ski off somewhere else. He said those that are interested in maybe becoming a racer might stick with it till well mid-morning. Some might even make it till noon when they're um, hungry and they've got to eat lunch. Kids that really want to race will run the gates till lunchtime and then want to do something else. The next day, they watched without me knowing that this was going on. At 4 p.m. when the lift closed, I was begging the lift attendant to give me one more run. I had not stopped all day. I didn't stop to go to the bathroom. I didn't stop to eat. I just kept going up and down. I convinced him to give me one more run because he looked at me and said, Kid, you won't give up, will you? I said, No. 
Mr. Kaufman said to my dad, you have to put him in ski racing. You have to be on task in the time that you have, or you are just putting in time. The 2,469 plus days above is the calendar time. But dad had raised us in a different respect for time because time is the measurement of change and you either are moving towards or away from your destination. His calendar was the crop calendar. Yes, the seed once planted never stops growing and stays focused until the job is done of producing a crop. Dad said we lose one third of every day or eight hours because we sleep. We lose another third because of the things we have to do. Travel to and from, bathroom time, meal times, interruptions, breakdowns, all the things in life that happen automatically. So if you are intentional, you may get eight hours a day to be the best you can be by being on task in the time that you have. And so if you work a job or you go to school or you have an occupation where you're supposed to be doing what you're doing, you are supposed to do it for approximately eight hours a day. But are you really on task or are you just putting in time? Jim, he said, you have 815 days to be in a position to be in the Olympic Games because you lose two thirds of every day. So if you're going to be in the Olympics in 1972, you have 1815 days worth of time in 6.7 years. You're going to have to be on task with your time every day or you are losing momentum toward your desired growth. I thought about it and it gets worse. You see, you ski 20 weeks in the winter on the weekends. That's 40 days on snow. The ski club practices two nights a week for three hours a night. So that's a couple more days. And three ski camps in the year, one in the summer, one at Christmas, one at Easter. It's another 21 days. In six and a half years to the Olympics, you have 484 days to become an Olympic medalist in ski time. And it gets even worse. And that's if you skied eight hours a day every day. However, you're not skiing eight hours continuously. You stand in the lift line, you sit on the lift, you wait for the coach, you wait for your turn, you wait for instruction, you eat lunch, you wait for your turn to run the training course. Yeah, there's interruptions. The average person who buys a lift ticket uh, got sad news for you. You actually only ski 45 minutes in an eight hour day. A run takes seconds. The average person is not fit enough to ski top to bottom without stopping, waiting, watching, then skiing a little more. In total time on task of skiing, the best I could do was 15.7 days of skiing in six and a half years of time. I heard that European racers ski to and from school. I thought that may be why they made it. They skied as part of their education. Then I found out that this is only for those that are privileged to go to an Alpine Ski Academy. I had to find a better way. Every second of every day I could grab had to be made to make me a better skier. And from that moment on until the day I marched into the Olympic Stadium, every waking moment asked in the morning the same question. Am I moving toward or away from my goal? Thus, training on the tractor was skiing for me. Training while I'm picking rocks, shoveling grain, filling the drills, greasing an implement was done because it had to relate to skiing or it was just putting in time. Research shows that the average person is only working on the job they're hired to do 32% of the time. <laughs> Hate to tell you that, folks, but you're only doing the job 32% of the time. You know, the rest of the time, you're interrupted. You're doing other things. You're talking on the phone. You're, well, having a coffee break. However, 
the companies that raise that level, as soon as they do, start to lead their industry. The belief that you need 10,000 hours to be the best at something is based on the length of the activity, not on the time on task the participant is attending. The average child goes to school 10,000 hours. Did you know that? In 12 years? That's the average in North America. But each subject is only really taught two and a half days. Are you on task or just putting in time in school? The average kid playing a sport participates in about 50 practices and 50 games a year, but is only doing the sport one day in time. If you're watching the Olympics, these are the best of the best, and they are intentional about their time on task, or else they wouldn't be performing as the best of the best of the best. Think of the value our athletes have placed on personal growth and development. They are not lucky. They didn't get there by chance. They are the best because of intentional work done day after day. A Kenyan runner comes from high altitude running barefoot in the sand to get water, food, and go to school every day to survive. And then one day discovers foot racing and is fast. It's not gifted. It's potential becoming intentional. When you watch these Olympic Games, think about the fact that these are kids just like your kids that grew up with the same potential you have, and they became intentional and then discovered one day that they are exceptional. Thank you for listening. I hope you will have grown and will be living your best life the next time we meet. My quote for the day, potential becomes exceptional when we take what we have and become intentional.